0: Tony, have you ever struggled with fitting in? Yes. Really? You care to talk about that at all, or you want me to just keep asking no. questions? No, podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.
1: Uh, this is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand.
0: Does your sunset high?
1: Does your sunset high? Welcome
0: to Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you
1: happy?
0: If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Um, I'm here with Tony Piantine, director of Camp Daniel. Change your life. If you, you want to be happier, uh, you need to check out Camp Daniel over the summer. Uh, check it out all year long. You can come around any time and, and listen to Tony uh, share the vision of how this whole thing came about. And it's a multimillion-dollar facility that has been built and they're not in debt at all because God has provided every little miracle from the finances to providing wood stoves, providing lawnmowers. They had no lawnmower. I mean, the story, it's its very encouraging. So you ever north of uh, Green Bay? It's a little town called Athelstain. Come check it out. Tony doesn't like it when I call it the happiest place on earth, but I think it is the happiest place on earth. And it's not because um, – it's a camp for people with disabilities. And it's not that people with disabilities are, in some ways, we tend to think that they don't have struggles. Well, they've got a ton of struggles, but in the, despite their struggles, they have learned something about joy that I'm hoping to catch. So uh, come check it out over the summer. I'm, I speak there all summer long, so come and meet me if you don't already know me. Uh, boy, I tell you what, it's worth a plane ticket. It's worth a bus trip. I'm telling you, yeah, there's just something powerful about this place, and it's the community. It's the people, and it's what God does there. So, Tony, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Um, you shared a story with me about back in the day. I, well, let me ask you this question. Um, Tony, have you ever struggled with fitting in? Yes. Really? You care to talk about that at all, or you want me to just keep asking you no. questions? No, podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. <laughs> so you say you don't fit in. I can, I can totally relate to that. And um, why, why would you say that? Why do you um, think that is?
1: Well, so I'm an I'm creative, I'm an artist and my background schooling uh was in design. I'm pretty good at recognizing patterns. Okay. And uh that's true, you are. And so when I in general in life I see patterns of things that things that tend to look alike and act alike and are alike and um, so a lot of power structures that exist out in the world and churches and wherever things tend to look alike. And then when I look at myself, I don't look like that. And, uh, how does that make you feel? Well, on the outside very often. Um, and then there's, I have moments where my creative gift will fit in, but in general, it's disruptive to most things. I tend to be right. a disruptive person. Right. And, uh, And so that can be, it can be hard. You know,
0: I I tend to be a disruptive person. I don't want to be. I mean, you don't mind necessarily being a disruptive person, but I don't want to be. I still find myself by accident (laughs) being like Tigger. You know, Tigger's always knocking Rabbit over and Rabbit's always mad at Tigger, but Tigger has no clue. And Tigger doesn't even realize, he's always standing on top of the Rabbit and he's going, hey, buddy boy, (laughs) right? And he doesn't even realize that he's knocking Rabbit over, you know, and so I'm so different that, I tend to be that troubler that disruptor and I don't even try to be that so I can totally relate to that
1: exactly and so I you know I'm finding my place in the world I'm only 49 years old wow that is old uh, (laughs) okay gramps (laughs) and uh um so it's taken me a long time to find my place in the world and you know what I'm supposed to do and I'm supposed to do it and be comfortable with that. And, and it's taken me a long time to figure out who I am and how I'm supposed to function. Yeah, and I and I think that um generally attracted to other people that maybe don't fit in or have experienced some of that uh, in their life. And th- the hardest part for me throughout my whole life growing up, I grew up in church, and the hardest part has always been that what I was being taught as a kid in Sunday school and from their pastor and that about love and this inclusive, incredible group of people that's supposed to be the church, and I often didn't ex- there was there was some of that, but it wasn't to the extent how they read about it in the Bible or read it to me in the Bible when I was a kid. It just never seemed to come off like that, especially for me. Um, so. It, I came out of my childhood feeling like well this is I'm not part of that that's not I don't belong there and so therefore I don't get to have God's love in my life and that all goes with it and and I discovered at some point that that was pretty wrong so um,
0: but the amazing part about that is is the first thing we learn about God in the Bible is in the beginning God created and that's what creators do that's what artists do they create right and yet for to be in a situation where you're exactly what god creates through you and yet for you to feel out of communion with him there's something going on wrong
1: there yeah. right and it, that's hard and it's you know i think when you're a creator you're a disruptive force and in that you take existing things very often and change them into something else and That makes it hard for people to accept.
0: I agree. And and I think if you're a creator and if you're a good creator, you're going to push the edge. Right. Musicians push the edge. Artists push the edge and it makes people feel uncomfortable. Right. So you can either. But oftentimes that's why we tend to push them out of our circle because that just makes me uncomfortable. But there's a purpose for that. I think that's what an artist that's in our DNA.
1: Right. Yeah. And and that's what's hard is there is. I think there's millions of people that are like me and feel the same way. I agree. So how do we reach them and what, what is, you know, we have this thing that we call the church and that's supposed to be the way that reaches everybody, but it seems to continually fall short for a huge segment of the population.
0: And I think what happens there is if someone knows that, they believe that, and they see it's not working, then therefore it's easy for them to put two and two together and say, well, then God doesn't work. Right, then God must not really love me because that's His system. if that's His system, you know, in truth is God never told us how to do it right. right He said you could it's a wide open palette. just love people, right. We turn it into the system and and that they this is the way God works, but I'm not accepted there. Then I think people have rejected God because the system we had set up didn't accept them, and i that's one reason why I'm here on this planet to let them know that that system might not have accepted you but you're still like you like i just said with you you know you you're a creator that you're never more in communication with god than when you're creating great artists will tell you you ask them how did you know what to paint well the canvas told me what to paint the canvas doesn't talk the canvas can't tell you what to paint <laughs> but all art is incarnational in other words god creates through man right some of the songs that were written or was it the stairway to heaven or whatever that was written like on the way to the studio it just it just came it just right. it, it, I just did what the music told me to do. Well, that's God creating through us. And, you you know, I don't... Boy, you're not much closer to God than when you're creating, in my opinion, right? Um, and yet, you felt the opposite because the system that's set up tended to say that you weren't a part of that. Right. Share the story about when you're a teenager, the teen talent story, the, right. um, the teenage competition we used to have in our denomination.
1: Yeah. Well, it was uh, an outlet for artists Uh, people could sing or play music or write music or um, and then there was a section for visual arts and uh, my sister sang and did well with that and I was uh, I painted and I was into the visual arts and I took first place in our area and region and then took first place in the bigger tri-state deal and then went on to the national competition, and, and we're placed. talking
0: about a lot, right? Like, yeah, how many thousands of you would You're say right. there were tens of thousands back I would then? I guess, then?
1: yeah, every state. I mean, every yeah. And then our nation had that, and it was a national thing. And I got a ribbon in the national thing, and my my sister did well. She did you placed,
0: win win nationals?
1: Well, I placed in nationals. Okay, so. wow. Um, and then my sister placed locally, and then within the state, and um. And a bunch of other kids that were in our youth group at the time was the same thing musically. They they played, but they didn't go as far as you, right? I nearly as gone far as as beyond you. what they There's did. A point to that, yeah. right? And um, so the, I remember the Sunday when the, after that was judged. You know that program went on and was judged, and uh, my sister and the other singers were sang the songs that they performed for that talent show in the church service on Sunday morning. And they had a special time and right, place it time for, for that, and brag about right. what they did. And, and it was recognized. And in, in the bulletin, it, my talent, in the bulletin, it said how I placed and what happened. And if you wanted to see the painting I made, you could go to the church library. Did they
0: bring you up on stage? No. They didn't did they talk me. about it from the stage? No. It, so they had it was just in the bulletin. Those guys, that didn't go nearly as far as you, right. but because they sang, right? I, is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. You had them sing and said, wow, wasn't that yeah. great? And you did a picture, and all it was was an ad in the bulletin saying, go look at it in the
1: library. Yeah, library. Who knew where we the church – I didn't even know we had a church library, to be honest. It was behind the pastor's office. Oh, right. I found out later. <laughs>
0: right. Well, and you don't think of people like, hey, dude, I want to go read a book. Let's see if there's a <laughs> library in the church, right? <laughs> Who goes in there? Yeah. So some of the staff members or whatever. So it's almost hidden out of you. So right. how, how, about how old were you then?
1: I was probably 14 something like that.
0: Can you can you share with us some of the thoughts or some of the yeah. actions or some of the decisions
1: that that led you to? Um well I can distinctly remember my sister singing and that time in church and and just the I just felt rejected. I felt like this is what I'm good at. This is what my parents always told me I was good at. This is what my family gathered around. I went to nationals and yeah. placed and nationals yeah. so I must be good I at it. I did everything that they told me to do and yet it didn't really didn't fit into the format of what we were doing. It didn't, it really didn't matter in this place and so therefore I felt like I didn't matter in this place and that sent me on. It was a spiral down from there for me and not that I became a bad kid or anything but I just knew that when, the t- when I had stopped being living in my parents' house, I was done with this thing. And it wasn't, I didn't make a decision that I was going to be done. It's just that I was unwanted and rejected, and there would be no further point for me to be there. Wow. And so it, that's what happened. It was just, I was done. And I started dating my girlfriend, who became my wife. And we found the, the cutest, prettiest church in the area that was an old fashioned congregational church and started going there because it would be a good place to get married. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> And so, you know, it took a long time to get back and to realize that that wasn't... What does that mean, get back? Well, get back to the idea that God loved me and wanted a relationship with me. And what happened in that building with that group of people and that structure had absolutely nothing really to do with my relationship with God. And I didn't, I honestly didn't even need that structure or that building or that group have a relationship with god and um and so th- then I started down that path and God continually brought people into my life to have relationship with teachers and helpers and you know i've I don't know, I've been on staff as a youth pastor I've worked in churches i've you know I've experienced all that end of things since then um but yet it's still that structure still holds little for me as far as my relationship with God and relationship with the people God brings in my life um, you know it's a good thing it's not a bad thing and I, I, there's a quote I've always liked to, to not to um, not accept the good things of God instead of the great things that God has for yeah. us and the church as we know it is one of those things it's a good thing but it's not a great thing to me and I've, I've always been about well let's do the very best we can let's present the very best or search for the very best and why accept something that's, you know, not for everybody? And um, and so that's how I ended up here at Camp Daniel, do what I'm doing. So
0: what would you say to or would you even want to say anything to those that may say, well, you're just a troublemaker. You just don't. You got hurt. So then you're bitter against the church because that's what tends to happen when people talk like you. And right. there are people out there that are bitter against it. Yeah. They haven't moved on. I want to say I'm sorry that that happened to you 14, but I also know that you've gone beyond. You're not, yeah. You're not bitter about that anymore. No. I know that you've moved on from that. But what would you say to those that just say, "Well, you just don't, you just don't love God. Or you just don't love maybe the church, I was bitter at bitter. my sister, but not
1: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> right. Oh, well, that's a whole maybe, different story. Maybe, but we're not even going to talk about whether you're <laughs> over that yet or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what would you say to those that might just try to pass us off and say, well, I don't have to listen to Tony because he's just bitter against the church. He's just trying to wreck the church. He just he just doesn't care about God's people, doesn't care about the church building. He's some rebel. He's some—is there anything that you would like to say to anyone that might
1: think that? Well, the personal side of that for me is the the proof against that is that I have continually gone back into that system and into that structure and submitted to it and— um, and love the people in it and in desperation, trying to change, you know, what that structure looks like in some way. So it's more broad and it opens up to everybody and it accepts everybody. And I've worked hard at that and I still feel like, you know, closing in on 50 years old and I still feel like mostly i failed and, mm. um, and doing that and making yeah, it more palatable. Right. And, yeah. And so I don't know that I'm bitter about that, but I'm sad. It's, there's people that are I mean, most people didn't get to grow up in the Christian-loving, incredible family that I have. Um, they've had everything against them. And so they desperately need something, you know, the relationship, the relationship yeah. with God and then with God's people. And so how can we make that happen for them? Um, there has to be a way that doesn't X certain people out or make people feel like they're not part of it. And I'm not you know i i often been called the potster uh right you know
0: i know that i yeah, I've, I've got the same <laughs> words to me but it's yeah. not true
1: yeah it's i don't and, and
0: i've watched your life and you're aggressively trying to find ways to be that special agent to to spread what god has given you it's not like you're sitting back and just saying well that system is broken or, or whatever i've watched you and i know you and i'm i'm a part of that whole thing with you and you're part of my community and i'm part of yours and and um but i'm doing the same thing it's it's we just know there's people out there that need to know jesus and in some ways our current structure has actually hindered them from getting to know god and i'm not going to bash it Try to tear it down. I'm just going to go after the people that God has called me to go after. Right. And I feel like that's what we're called to do here yeah. at Happy Life Studios. That's really the bottom line for me is uh, helping people get into that relationship with God. That's where the happy comes from.
1: I will express, though, what is hard in this for me. And it's that people have a an idea in their mind of how you access God and what that looks like. And it looks like the modern-day church you know, that structure. And so it's, I can I can work, I don't want to try to work my way around it. I just, I want to coexist with it. But there's an expectation and it's um, it's hard to get people around that expectation sometimes. Um, and people who are in desperate need can't get beyond, you know, they, they need, desperately need the love of God that's going to thoroughly change their life. And then the people that God would put in their life to help, to help them, them as they move along but they're so uh they see the church as a power structure that's so wrong and so not worthy of being in or being part of that they won't take that step towards relationship and I don't I have a hard time you know doing the Pontius Pilate thing and washing my hands of it right I feel responsible and I think God's heart is that we should all feel responsible and we we have to find a way and so um if anybody's left out, you know we got to, you know, I, uh, you, to talk about the one sheep that that gets lost. It's worth doing whatever we have to do.
0: Even Oprah at the Grammys, you know, talking about what does she say? Time's up. Yeah. Or the time is now. Right. I mean, it's what are we going to do about this? There's people right. hurting. It's time. Yeah. It's time to be that person God has called us to be and go out in the crowd that He's called us to go out in, yeah. and, and uh, just see things bigger than the small box of this is the only way that it can work
1: right and so some of the things that have then helped me beyond that is um you know i there was a point where i felt god kind of nudging us towards ministry and jump off a cliff that scared the crap out of me to Uh be honest but um here we are doing it we run camp daniel when you have all these various ministries and people around but the cool thing in all that is that God has continually brought whether or not I'm part of a Sunday morning service or I've chosen to be a member of your typical church or not God has brought mentors God has brought teachers God has brought people for me to mentor and teach um there's never a lack and I do live in the middle of nowhere there's never been a lack of of God's people around um I feel more uh, backed and carried along, and that there's people bearing my burdens now than ever in my whole life. And I'll be honest, I haven't been. Other than going out to to speak at a church service, I have not attended a church service on a Sunday morning, quite thoughtfully. To be honest, I've made that choice and that decision. Um, and and you know, then I, I there's then the attacks come. Well, what about your kids? And my kids love God. They love each other. They love you know the ministry and what we do uh, my daughters here doing it with us and so um i've worked hard to not let n- negativity from the church to have any effect on their lives um in the way that i experienced um it's not that i kept them out of it cuz they've been in and out of it and uh but i really think that that's what's i it comes down to trust and i've had to learn to trust god's going to bring along the people the preachers, the pastors, whatever they are, the thing I need on that community. day, yeah, the community. That's what, that's it, what is. it is. Church community. is supposed
0: to be a community,
1: and so that's and that's why happy life is important to me. Um, there's, I think that you have the ability to get around the United States and talk to a lot of different people, and we need we need a place where we can communicate, where we can encourage, where we can help each other. Um, if it's not a local church building, um, and I and I, I, there's still room for that for me. I mean, there's you know, I attend a lot of different stuff um, with people, but um, I want to I want to encourage and be around other people who know what rejections like or know what it's like to live on the margins. And so I know you get around to connect with those people, and so that's why this is important. That's why it's important to come on here and even talk.
0: And that's really what we want to do at Happy Life. We want to build a community of people. That's why I call you Happy Lifers, because we're in this thing together. None of us are perfect, and none of us have this thing figured out, but together we can figure it out. And uh, so, Tony, I want to thank you for being very vulnerable and sharing your heart and leaving it out there, knowing that the attacks, the emails, the things can come, (laughs) Um, uh, but you're so desperate to see people, one, that you're willing to take those shots. And so, I think that's what it's about So you're trying to push me over the edge But you took a big leap over the edge yourself today So I want to thank you for joining us And, and, and being a part of this whole thing and, and spreading this thing For being a great agent of God And going on the assignments that he's given you And uh, I've been here I've seen that community And uh, it's always going on And uh, I like it a lot It's a happy life community here for sure Thank
1: you so much for listening. I hope that helped. d